This is Gary Nelson. Welcome to Gaz's Corner Podcast at podcast.gazzerscorner.com. Today's topic is, is your project team like a light switch or a candle? A few years ago, I went on a fly fishing trip with a group of work colleagues. I was working on a project in New Zealand, and we were going to be staying in an old company-owned holiday batch just outside of Taupo. You could book these properties for a weekend and pay a small fee. A basic type of unit furnished with several beds, kitchen, television, tables, chairs, and a couple of sofas. Nothing really too fancy. We unpacked our gear, loaded up the fridge, and headed back outside for fly fishing lessons. My first ever lesson, and apparently we needed to learn how to do it while on dry land, without a hook, just to get used to the back and forth action before you try it standing hip deep in a river. Perhaps to make sure you don't fall over while casting, or at least hook anyone around you. After about an hour of practicing casting, it was getting dark, and our arms were getting tired, so we headed back in to get dinner ready and settle in for the evening. One of the guys was frying up dinner while the rest of us chatted and watched the little black and white TV. I was just walking back into the living room with a fresh beer when the lights went out. Who turned off the lights, I asked. There's some coins in the top of the fridge, one of the locals called out from the sofa. What? Coins on top of the fridge. Put some in the slot. What slot? I asked. He sighed and got up. In the meter. He walked over to the fridge and picked up three coins. He popped them into a box on the wall one by one. The light suddenly came back on. That should do for an hour. We pay for power when we use the batch. It's one reason it's so cheap to stay here. I studied the pile of coins on the top of the fridge. It was perhaps my first experience of user pays, in this case quite literally with a pocket full of change. I was experiencing a sudden and strange shift in expectation. Electricity is just supposed to be on, right? Taking it for granted. When you stop to think about it, there are many things we take for granted in our everyday lives. Turn on a switch, the lights come on. Turn on a tap, and clean water comes pouring out. We get in our cars and turn the key. We expect it to start and take us where we want to go without breaking down. Assuming, of course, we do some basic maintenance and fill the tank every week. The fact is, there's a lot of investment in the systems, products, and infrastructure to support all these easy-on things we use in our everyday lives. We seldom appreciate the effort that has gone into those systems and are rarely thankful that we have them. We have got too used to them just being there and working. That's just the way it's supposed to be, right? But we complain when things stop functioning. But when is the last time you thanked the light switch for working? Well, probably never, as it's a bit strange, perhaps, talking to inanimate objects. But have you ever called the electric company to say, Thanks for keeping the power on yesterday. I had a big family dinner last night, and I was able to cook the roast until it was finished. I'm guessing also never. You may think I'm just being ridiculous. But consider this. We've become quite accustomed to these comforts in our society. Not so many decades ago, the hours you were awake, let alone working, were limited by daylight, or how much candle wax you had left to spare. Back then, you would make a conscious decision to stay up and use an extra candle, or save it for another day and hit the hay when it got dark. Today, you just switch on the light and watch TV until late in the night, night after night, without a second thought. All right, all right, you've made your point, you say, but do I really have to call the power company in the morning to thank them? Well, of course it's up to you, but it's actually not a bad idea. The problem is they'll probably treat you like a crank collar. Why? Well, the answer is simple. Nobody expects that level of courtesy anymore. Besides, they wouldn't call a plumber to thank them that the toilet didn't back up yesterday, would they? 
They, like you, simply expect things to work. It is just another symptom of what you might call the light switch society. How do you switch this thing on? So, I have a question for you. How do you treat your team members? I'm guessing for many that on any given day they're being treated exactly like a light switch. They show up for work in the morning and click, they're expected to be fully productive and on the job. Work a full day, then click, around 5 p.m. or so, they pack up and trudge off home through traffic to screaming kids and a nagging partner. And tomorrow, the same routine. Click, on work, full work day, click, and off home. And although there are a lot of problems with that whole approach, which I'll touch on next, a sometimes bigger problem is that the switch stays on, or is forced on until much later in the day, past normal working hours. Email, laptop, smartphone, deadline pressures from work, all of these can easily steal our home time and deny us time to rest and recoup from the day ahead. There are, of course, many books and discussions on the particular topic of work-life balance, but what I'd like to focus on here is the light switch perspective of working with your project team. Of course, we are professionals and should be committed to doing our very best, do a good job, work a full day, and be able to leave work at the office if we're lucky. The light switch problem is more about attitude, how we approach each other, and set expectations on one another. In a very real sense, we are imposing a new technological symbolism into the workplace with all of its implied behaviors and adverse side effects. Up through the 1800s, people had a physical appreciation of resource consumption and limitations. If you were up late, you burned the midnight oil, literally. And people who worked late and rose early needed light, so they burned the candle at both ends of the day. In fact, the phrase burned out likely grew from that same time period and earlier, when physical and mental exhaustion had direct parallels in their environment, i.e. the simple candle. You could only burn it for so long until it ran out of wax. A similar thing happens with people. They run out of energy and need to rest. Light switches, however, behave quite differently. Make the switch. Question. When is your project team like a light switch? Answer. When you treat them like one. Ha ha, you say, but what does this mean for my projects? Answer. Plenty. Let's look at the characteristics of a light switch. It has two settings, on or off, or dim as well if you want to spend a bit more for your light switch. Power source is invisible, no input or energy required from you after flipping the switch. The light switch does not change, it just stays on or off. Controls local and or remote lights, not very personal, it's a, no real engagement. Light remains on or off until changed without visible energy requirements to remain so. You flick it on and forget it. The output is constant. It is resistant to other forces. You can't blow out an electric light. Now, the characteristics of a candle. Settings are on or off, or dim, depending on how you trim the candle. Power source. Extremely visible and literally shrinks before your eyes. It is the source of light, very personal and in your face. It goes out, of course, when the candle burns down. The output depends on the length of the wick, the type of the wax, size of the candle, and of course, as we know, the brighter candle burns out fastest. Depends on energy and skill from you to ignite the flame. 
fumbling around with your matches or your lighter, and is definitely subject to other forces. You can blow out a candle. Now, think about that and your team for a moment. If you treat your team like a light switch, this means you're taking them for granted. They should simply work hard without thanks or praise and do it consistently, day in, day out. No encouragement required, no mentoring, no guidance, and certainly no development training. Switch them on, work. Off, go home. No consideration of what drives or motivates them, just work. In effect, they are viewed as just a machine. Not very nice, is it? And yet there are many bosses out there, I would not call a person like that a manager, who do behave like that. I would not expect to see a top-performing team in this situation. More likely a group of people looking for the nearest exit as soon as they can scramble to it. If you want to have a top-performing team, you need to start with treating your team the old-fashioned way. Yeah, okay, like a candle. Spelled out. C. Care about your team. Great leaders actually care about their teams as people. A. Ask their opinions about project matters, because they probably know more than you do. You have a skilled team precisely because you can't do it alone. N. Nurture your team. Get to know them personally. Put some time and effort in and invest in those relationships. Get to know them. Encourage them. Praise in public. Deliver constructive criticism in private. D. Develop their skills. Projects are a great way to try something new that they may not get in a normal 9-to-5 job. Make the most of the opportunity. See what their needs are to help them grow and develop and help them get any additional training they might need or want. L. Lead. Mentor and coach them, not just direct or dictate task assignments to them. E. Engage with the team, one-on-one. -on -one. Don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Pitch in and help when it's needed, rather than supervising from on high. Remember, teams are made up of people, not switches, not numbers, and not role assignments. A company is nothing without its people, and the same applies to your projects. Summary Looking back at that old pay meter in the holiday batch, I think it's a good symbol for bridging the old and the new. You get the advantages of steady, stable electric light and no burned fingers working with candles. However, it also reminds us that you need to put in some effort on a regular basis. You need to engage in the process. Translated to teams, we need to step back from the modern-day perspective of looking at everything as if it were a machine, or a cog in a machine. What makes a difference between a good and a bad workplace, or a good and a bad project, is how people interact, or fail to interact, with each other. Light switches are convenient, but you also need the personal interaction you get with a candle. Why not try it one weekend, while well, camping or even at home? Tuck away and ignore those electric devices, and live up close and personal by candlelight. Heck, it might even make for a romantic evening. But what about the rest of my fishing trip, you ask? Well, it was a fun weekend, but the water was muddy from recent rains, and nobody caught any fish. Although I did see direct evidence that I was, in fact, on the far side of the world, away from home. While I was standing hip-deep in the river, casting back and forth, I noticed some small, odd objects floating down past me. They didn't look like wood. When one came within arm's reach, I plucked it out of the water to have a closer look. I turned it over in my hand, inspect inspecting it closely. I was holding a rock, a floating rock.
It was then that I knew that I was truly on the bottom of the world and upside down, because how else could rocks float? Pumice? Anyone? Good luck with your projects and keep an eye on those candles. This has been Gary Nelson. Thank you for listening to the Gases Corner podcast today. If you'd like to read any articles, they're available at Gases Corner blog at www.gazescorner.com. You can also learn about my project management books at www.gazesguides.com and, of course, the new Project Kids Adventures series for children ages 8 to 12 where children can learn the basics of project management through fun, full-length novels. The Project Kids Adventures website also includes free resources for parents, kids, and teachers, and that can be found at www.projectkidsadventures.com. Thanks, and I look forward to talking to you again soon.